Welcome to the Hoodoo and Chill Podcast, the number one hoodoo and spirituality-based podcast bringing awareness to African-American spirituality and a wide range of thought-provoking topics. I am Papa Seer, your host, your narrator, and your storyteller. Before the show begins, make sure you're subscribed or following the show so you don't miss out on any episodes. And as always, donations of love keep our podcast alive and give us the ability to upgrade the show, enhance our content, and most importantly, do what we love. You can use any link in the description to send your donation of love today. Now, let's start the show. Well, good evening and grand rising. We are here with another live episode of the Who Do and Chill podcast. It is me, Papa Seer, your host, your narrator, storyteller, and operator and owner of the number one Who Do and Chill podcast. The only podcast where you get this type of content, the Who Do and Chill podcast. And I am here with my friend, my brother someone that is very very special and important to me he's been on the podcast before we do call him and consider him a big friend a best friend of the hoodoo and chill podcast no other than chan the musical mystic what's up brother how you doing what's going on how is it going papa seer thank you for having me you know i love i love being here so thank you for having me we everything's good everything's good well we love having you here you know as always, me and you, we have our wonderful toxic relationship. No, I'm just playing. It's not toxic. <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. But I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this wasn't planned at all. Like, I really feel like your work inspired this podcast. Um, you are putting out a class that's coming up. And this is yeah. what piqued my interest. Let me take my shades off. I'm feeling myself, y'all. Come on. I love it. I, I, want, I, I wanted to shit. just come in like this. I just, this is how I wanted to come in today. I, yeah. I'm, always, I'm always nice, but this is how I wanted to come in. But anyway, as I was stating, um, you have a class coming up. We both have mm-hmm. classes, workshops coming up in the future. And I feel like there is the, what you're getting ready to put out to the world is so much in alignment with what I have coming up in August. Mm-hmm. And it's a subject that I hear a lot of people talk about, but you know me, I like things to be in depth. I want the facts. I want to know the ins and the outs of every single thing. Right. As well as objective opinion. So you are putting out a class on the man of the crossroads. I'm going to let you tell us about that first before I jump on into what we came here to talk about today. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I am offering a little workshop. It's a single day workshop. Um, on the Man on the Crossroads from the low country hoodoo perspective um, that I'm familiar with. And so what we're gonna be talking about is who is this deity, this spirit that we're working with, the different interpretations. I am I am going to align it with other um, disciplines and other traditions and other schools of thought. But I'm also gonna talk about how I personally have venerated this spirit and work with the spirit and how I've been shown to um, by some elders and by some um, by some others. Um, and we're gonna just get into a great discussion about you know the symbols, the symbology, 
um, the symbolism, uh, different colors and different ways to work with the spirit. Um, and it's going to be a very informative workshop that I think that everybody that is, you know, interested in hoodoo, I think that they need to take that workshop personally. As always, I learn something from you every single time we talk or debate or fight. It really doesn't matter. I learn <laughs> something from you. And same. Okay. And I think, so this is what piqued my interest about it today, because I hear a lot of people talk about the man of the crossroads. Um, tonight, I'm probably going to say some things that, as always, people either are going to love or hate, agree with, or just totally <laughs> disagree with, and that's fine. Like, that's what I came here to do today. That's fine. I want to jump right into this. Because there okay. are those that we have people who are new to hoodoo who don't know what the man of the crossroads is. They've heard of the spirit. Mm -hmm. I feel like there are people who have taken things to the crossroads. Um, mm -hmm. And in their head, they are working with the man of the crossroads or mm -hmm. maybe in their heart, they feel like they are working with the man of the crossroads. But I want us today to uncover right. when you are, when you yeah. are not what it looks like today and what it may have looked like a hundred years ago. Yeah. So we're going to get into it today. So I want to just first start off from the South Carolina, the school of Chan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe the man of the crossroads? Is this a spirit? Is this a deity? Right. Is this related to one of our ancestors? So much of hoodoo is based in uh, our culture and the regions that we grew up in and the stories that we were taught growing up. And so from my understanding, the man of the crossroads is a intermediary spirit that governs the portals between the physical and the spiritual planes. So this is the spirit that has the keys, if you will, <laughs> to opening up certain things and doors and windows. Now, this is a um, a, a spirit of like transportation, of knowledge. It, it, it's a spirit that governs, like I said, windows, doors, and and and, and um, intersections, because that's where you know convergence happens at that intersection. Um, and so, from from the way I teach it, even to my students, is that this is a spirit. Um, but I always say that it is important to know the cultural identity, reference, and depiction of the spirit, because as we know, the crossroads is a portal of it in and of itself that spans across traditions. So when working with the spirit of the crossroads through, through my teachings, I teach that you have to know which cultural perspective you are working with. That's really important because we get into this conversation that I know you're gonna jump in is, which reference, which perspective are you venerating? Are you working with? Is it divine? Is it the devil? Is it God? Is it some um, other deity? And so again, I go back to it is an in intermediary spirit that governs the portals between the physical and spiritual. So that's who I consider to be the man of the crossroads. Now, we can get into the, the whole devil conversation or is it a trickster? Because I definitely believe that many uh, men's of the crossroads or spirits of the crossroads are considered trickster spirits. So we could get into that a little bit later. Oh, save that. Save that. Yeah, we're definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely going to get into that. So, okay. Before we, I love how you opened up and you elaborated on the crossroads. I love how intimate 
your description of him was um a mm-hmm. lot of people when they describe him is very much as if he is just like a worker to us he's just there to do whatever it is that we come there whatever our intentions is and i love how you enlighten some intimacy i also want to highlight the fact too and this is for all of my budding teachers those are my other leaders because a lot of spiritual leaders do listen to this podcast I love mm-hmm. the fact how you elated that this is from my perspective and this is from my teachings. And I'm, you know, I'm such a big proprietor of, you know, theology coming black back and us stamping what is from us and what is our teachings and on in perspective on certain things. So I just want to say thank you for that. I'm not going to get into who I think the man of the crossroads is yet, but I would like to open up with also let's discuss what the crossroads is because for those of you who are historians like myself historians like chan um scholars of this some of you all who listen to this podcast y'all are not necessarily practitioners but more so scholars of this if you do your research and if you were to go read some of the um, interviews from hyatt's work and that's where i'm going to base a lot of my information from today for those of you who don't agree with Hyatt's work, this ain't the podcast for you. Y'all know I love Hoodoo Conjuration or Root Work. I, you know, I don't care. This is I love it. So I always it's go. It's a priceless. Always, it's a priceless volume. It's it definitely price, it's all priceless. volumes are. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm basing this on that today. When we were doing our scripting, one of the major, I think, debates that me and you had the first one was the difference between the fork of the road, yeah, and the crossroads. And, you know, now we're here to talk about it now. Yeah. I say that they're the same, that they're just words that are interchangeably used. That when you read interviews and you hear people saying the fork of the road, you got to go to the fork of the road. Or you hear old people, uh, people saying things like, you know, you have to go to the fork of the road to do this work. My interpretation of that and how it's always been transcribed to me is that the fork of the road the cross of the road, the, excuse me, the crossroads, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. But Shan has a different opinion. What do you, what, what, I, you go ahead and talk to the audience. Yeah. You know, we always go back to this, you know, regional slang, ring, regional language, and how our culture is literally based in our, the stories and the regions that we grow up in. And I know for a fact that growing up, even within our, like the way we speak, the the linguistics of where I grew up, we meant something different when we said fork of the road. If my grandmother says, go down to the fork of the road, she's never talking about a crossroads. Now that's my region, right? Uh, and I, for those who don't know, I'm South Carolina, South Carolinian from the Northern part of the Appalachia from Greenville down to Charleston, the coast, that's my family. And whenever they said fork, they were literally talking about where the road split, which you and I see, or we talked about how that in it of itself is also a convergence. It's a point of convergence, a point of power. Um, but we do make a distinction, not everybody does, but we do make a distinction between the fork and the cross, the crossroads. The crossroads for us would have four specific points, whereas a fork in the road would have two or three. Um, and so some, when we when we get into the, the Hyatt's work, um, I think that language for me personally, um, would be differential, whereas somebody else might not, might not have that differentiation. What do you mean by differential? 
So again, it's different. The, the fork for me, I would do different workings there at the fork of the road. I don't know if you wanted me to get so into you, this. No, no, no. But... We don't have to get into that, that yet. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. we, 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 we got time. We got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So, and this is where I, I do have to respectively disagree with you because, mm-hmm. again, the way it's always been transcribed to me is that it's the same thing. It's just, it's, it's just people use different languages or right. they had different slang terminology for different things and the way they said things. And if we do go back to highest work, the language that is prescribed there, and we can even pull up some excerpts later too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. That talk about the forks being points. And mm-hmm. if you're taking notes tonight, I think they that's a good note to take because me and Chan kind of like, okay, cool. We 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 came to a yeah. Uh, um, agreement on that that the for, that when they say a fork, it does represent a point in the road. However, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to listen to this and to get confused about the shape of the road because at the end of the day, and I don't know if you agree with me on this one, it's not so much about the shape of the road, but it's about the roads intersecting. You see. The intersecting of the roads represents where the spiritual realm, the physical plane, where they come together. One role represents this, one role represents that. And when you stand yeah. in the middle of the road, you are standing in the middle of the physical plane, which is this, our bodies, earth, mm-hmm. and, the, and the spiritual realm, which is where our spirit resides, which is where mm-hmm. our higher spirits, our ancestors, God, so on and so forth resides. And we are able to communicate in that in, in that realm mm-hmm. um so again for me it's not so much of the shape of the road it's making sure that the roads intersect because that's where the power is what do you mm-hmm. say to that well i you know i believe in duality so i definitely believe much of that is true um i definitely would say that the point that of that you made of them touching and creating that metaphorical and literal Um, converging point is powerful. But from what I learned from my mentor, um, I specifically remember asking one time, um, I asked him if I could go to a three-pronged fork in the road instead of the four corners, the, 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 the intersecting crossroads. And his literal response to me was no, because they are different. And I remember him breaking down even more um, that the crossroads, even interdisciplinary, whether it's hoodoo, whether it's another discipline, represents so much more than just the, like we talked about the crossing. It can represent the four archangels. It can represent the four elements. It can represent, and he broke down to me the, the, the deeper meanings of why I needed to go to the crossroads. So with that teaching, he literally showed me the difference between using the different types of crossroads, if that's what you want to call it. Um, so for me, I would say that the points matter. Um, and so this is where we, we, we do disagree. Um, I think that's profound. That, but, I'm going to be real. I, I do think your mentor, that, that thought is very profound to separate the two, Right. I'm not disagreeing with the thought process of it. And that's another thing too. There are some people out there who really bash people for thinking. 
for taking right. hoodoo and expanding it or evolving it or thinking outside of what our ancestors gave us. I think if you just, an investment, if all you do is take an investment and spend it, you did nothing with it. You're supposed to increase right. it, right? And do something right. else with it. So for me, you, I, 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 you know, my opinion on that is I do think that that is something where it has evolved. Um, okay. And, okay. and we can even say that it has evolved colloquially. And that's one thing okay. I do like, why I do like to, you know, even one, two with you, because I learn a lot of colloquial stuff from you. And I'm going to be real with you, as I was sitting here thinking about it today, to be real. The crossroads is not that prevalent in Virginia. That's, mm. that's, I'm going to be honest with you. Like we, I haven't come across too many practitioners, if any, from Virginia who spoke so much about going to the crossroads. Um, that is something very, very, very deep south. Virginia to me is not the deep south at all. It's almost like right. the, the where the, the, south the line, meets, yeah, where it meets yeah. exactly, yeah. And but yeah. but when we get down into the Carolinas, into New Orleans, and you know Georgia, this folk tale is very, very prevalent. So yeah, moving past we we I guess we've established what the crossroads is, and and you know for any of you. Do go where your heart follows you. If you feel like the crossroads is any intersecting roads, like it's me, is where two lines cross, mm -hmm. is that. If you, if your spirit feels more led to differentiate the two with mm -hmm. chance teachings, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But let us go to, um, I want to bring up two excerpts from one from South Carolina, another from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. That speak on the fork of the road, and one also speaks on the cross of the road, crossroads. And after I read these, then we can, you know, get into it, right? So I'm gonna yeah, start yeah. with the one from Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina. The Hoodoo and Chill podcast will return after this short ad break. Are you ready to dive into a world of knowledge, magic, and self-discovery? Look no further. Because the Hoodoo and Chill podcast presents a lineup of captivating workshops that will transform your journey. Join us for Hoodoo Heritage Month, a five-week immersive experience that unravels the mysteries of Hoodoo's history, rituals, and biblical foundations. Every Tuesday in October at 9 p.m. Eastern, prepare to be enchanted and mark your calendar for a night of revelation as I take you on an unforgettable journey in the conjured truth, casting conjure circles demystified. Learn the art, symbolism, and connections with the occult and how to elevate your rituals. Join us September the 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And lastly, calling all aspiring podcasters, get ready to amplify your voice in Podcast 101. Launch and monetize your voice. Me, Papa Seer, the host and star of the Hoodoo and Chill podcast, will share my secrets for success. You will get the lowdown on how to become the latest podcasting sensation and most importantly, how to monetize your podcast. These workshops are your ticket to empowerment, growth, and unforgettable experiences. Don't miss out on these opportunities to transform your journey. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Visit our website, www.hoodooconjurerootwork.com to secure your spot and learn more. Let's embark on a journey of discovery together. 
I heard an elderly man speak about that. He said that every Sunday morning, you go to the fork in the road, and there you go, express your angers towards God while dancing and then praying. You simply pray to the devil and curse God. And every Sunday morning without fail, you go there and just dance, just praying to the devil and cursing the Lord. According to him, the devil will then ensure that everything falls into place for you, making your life easier. You just have to inform the Lord that you are relinquishing your soul from his care and placing it in the devil's hands. As a result, the man believed that the Lord would stop answering your prayers and your soul would be handed over to the devil. That's from South Carolina about going to the fork in the road. Now, this mm-hmm. is one from Jacksonville, Florida. It's shorter and it's about the crossroads. They say after midnight, precisely at 12 o'clock on Friday night, you should go to any crossroads. Once there, you are supposed to kneel and make a vow to remain loyal to the devil and carry out whatever he desires from now until the end of your days. This vow entails causing havoc, raising destruction, and whatever else he commands. It is crucial to perform this ritual at the crossroads. To overcome this commitment and bring about change, you must return to the same crossroads and make the vow to reform. Making the vow is only requirement and it doesn't matter which direction you face. However, they suggest turning your face towards the east. So before Chan elaborates, mm-hmm. I want to just bring mm-hmm. up things that I found very prominent. And those 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 are two totally different excerpts from two totally different regions, thousands of miles from each other. And yet mm-hmm. they're very, very similar in application. So what we understand is that the, the crossroads is a place of conjure. Mm-hmm. It is a place mm-hmm. of conjure. And if we're going to talk about hoodoo, we do need to bring up black conjure in this because that's that is what this is this is conjuring a spirit they're going Mm -hmm. there to conjure a spirit now they translate this as the devil which i'll get into later in a second actually um they also talk about going in a a series of of nights Mm -hmm. and even though the language is different one says a fork in the road and one says a crossroads they're both basically saying the same thing that you go there and you make a vow or you make a pact with this spirit to gain something that you want so my Mm -hmm. question to you is who is the man of the crossroads because this is so conscious and these excerpts you all they're taken from hoodoo conjuration and root work volume one you can find them on pages 97 and We've heard so many times that the devil does not exist in hoodoo. But I showed you today was when we were scripting that there were so many excerpts that talked about specifically the devil in the crossroads. So my question to you is, who is the man at the crossroads? Yeah, absolutely. And my answer is always going to go back to the fact that cultural, regional and theological representation matters when deciphering what version of this person you are conjuring, which version of the spirit you are conjuring. So earlier when we were going back and forth, you you know, there's so much talk about conjuring the devil at the crossroads. And while we, we talk about the crossroads being a portal, yes, you can absolutely conjure 
um, that spirit of the devil. Now, I remember you talking about, you know, people were saying the devil don't exist in hoodoo. I completely disagree with that, okay? Because if God exists within within, within uh, the hoodoo practice, then so does other en- entities and energies. But this was also, again, why I said you have to pay attention to cultural and regional um, understandings because there are some who believe that Jesus is the man of the crossroads because it aligns with the way maker, the door opener, the provider, um, the you know way of out of no way. It, it aligns with that theological understanding. So I'm going to say within my practice, and I'm going to say mine because this is how I was taught. For us, under the Abrahamic sense. Jesus or Yeshua would be the waymaker, and that would be the man of the cross and or point of convergence of being divine and human, literally being a representative of God on earth. Um, other people, and I know we're not talking about other, other cultures, but other cultures would consider the man of the crossroads Elegua or Eshu or Legba. Regardless of which, this is why I'm saying you have to have a solid understanding of what cultural aspect you are looking at the man of the crossroads, regardless of where you're approaching this from. So under me, before you go on, because I won't lose this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, I just back you up though, real quick though, because we really don't even have to, you know, and and, and bless the spirits of Elegua, Legba, Eshu. Yeah. However, we do not have to even bring them up in this conversation because you said something very prominent. And it's funny because my spiritual mother, we was having a conversation about this two months ago and she was going off because my spiritual mother was raised um, more so Abrahamic hoodoo, Christian based hoodoo. Mm-hmm. And she swears up and down that the man of the crossroads is just like you said, it is considered Jesus. Um, they mm-hmm. have a different name for him, which he w- would kill me if I said over this podcast. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, love you, mama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what you what Chan is saying is actually true as it relates to Jesus. Um, and they have another name for him. If you know, you know. Um, so that's very, very true. So I just want to say that, like, even in our own tradition, Southern Black Baptist, Southern Conjure, Southern Black Conjure the entity of the man of the crossroads exists in our own theology. We don't have to even look to nothing else, you know? Right. Um, but continue. I didn't mean to, I, I, this was, this was a blessed cutoff. My, you know, my bad. So, so I was going to go from that to saying, depending upon region, it can even shift from being Jesus, right. To this barterer or deal maker, because for example, Jesus would be the way maker. And some could consider that a deal maker, but some people's perspective of the crossroad, the man at the crossroad would be a deal maker or a barterer. That would change your image and it would change how you work with that spirit. That's where I brought up the whole trickster identity, right? Um, This could be a spirit that is a trickster spirit. And in many of the different stories or podikies or whatever, the spirit of the crossroads is a trickster. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why, to answer your question, you have to determine with your intention which perspective you are choosing to venerate even before you go to this place. Mm. So I have a different, a, a slightly different opinion. Right, right. Even though I love and respect yours, it was great. Um, okay, so me, I'm going to give my opinion based first upon the words and the voices of the ancestors, and then I'm going to give my opinion based upon my own experiences 
So my first opinion based upon my own experience is the man of the crossroads is very much a barterer, um, very much a deal maker. And the, the relationship that I have had has always been that. It has never been anything outside of that. I, I think that sometimes in do we really overcomplicate things that are so simple that it's already complex. And I think sometimes people give him roles or they assume titles. And I'm, I'm right now I'm speaking from the hoodoo perspective of the man of the crossroads, what he does from the hoodoo perspective. He makes deals. You come to him with mm. something. Um, and he gives you back something. I want to use Robert Johnson right now because people always talk about Robert Johnson making a deal with the yeah. devil, making a deal with the man of the crossroads, right? And how effective that was for him. What people never want to talk about was that Robert Johnson was downtrodden. He, mm-hmm. They were laughing at him. They were talking mm-hmm. shit about him. They were saying that he couldn't play. He could not play the guitar. Mm-hmm. And people were laughing at him, even mm-hmm. though he was going out to the local juke joints Still trying to make trying, it trying, trying, yeah, yeah. The man of the crossroads when he materializes is typically, from what I've always seen, it's always been in the form of some type of beggar, and it's not always a black person either. <laughs> That's another thing. It's not always a black person. It's always some type of beggar, like a beggar, um, somebody that needs something, and they tip the man of the crossroads tends to favor people who are downtrodden who are in a very bad situation when your luck is not lucking when you are just at your wits end this is when he tends to show some favor to people now outside of that he want what he wants to give you something back and mm. and I haven't seen anything outside of that. So when people talk about mm. he's a spirit of protection and this mm. and that, I'm just like, no, he's simple. He wants something to give you back something. And y'all have to make some type of pact. Y'all have to form some type of deal for this relationship to flourish. You can't even just come to him one time. It's a, it's a succession of times that you have to petition him for it to be effective. This has been my personal experience with him. Now, from the words of the ancestors, um, I think they personally was just working with the devil. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat it tonight. I and people don't agree with me, don't agree with me. It is what it is. <laughs> I, but I'm so tired of us just trying to like overcomplicate stuff. Like these people was, and, and these are only two excerpts of about like 30 to 50 that are in this book of people literally just saying, Hey, we was going there to work with the devil. Hey there, family, it's Papa Seer. Are you at a crossroads wondering what lies ahead? Let me be your guide through life's mysteries. As a master diviner, I've dedicated my life to helping people just like you navigate the twists and turns of their journey. I use a blend of ancient techniques, ancestral and spirit mediumship, bone casting and cartomancy to unveil all the answers you seek. Imagine having a glimpse into the unknown or a roadmap to your future. Don't make another decision without tapping into the wisdom that's waiting for you. Whether it's matters of the heart, your next career choice, or seeking guidance from the spirits that watch over us, I'm here to help. If you're ready to take that step, 
Book your appointment with me today at www.hoodooconjurerootwork.com and let's uncover the answers that await you. Your journey is unique and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Again, go to www.hoodooconjurerootwork.com and schedule your appointment with me today. Your spirit guides are waiting. And why can't we accept that? Why can't why is it so hard for us to accept that there might be an element of Satanism associated with black conjure? You can conjure every other spirit, but we can't conjure Satan. Not that I would, but I'm just saying I don't I don't knock what people do. Well, I'm, I'm okay, yeah. on the floor. I, 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 put it on the floor. I definitely, I definitely agree that you know, lower entities, demonic entities, and even the devil himself can be conjured at the crossroads. And I'm not saying that some of our ancestors weren't doing that. Um, But I won't dare say that that is who the spirit of the crossroads is because I recognize the spirit of the crossroads to be so um, multidimensional and multi-representative of different aspects and different things. This is where I talk about- Jesus for you. <laughs> well, that too, that too, <laughs> that too. But, but, but also, uh, let's 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 take the let's take the cultural perspective of the cro- spirit of the cross was being a trickster, okay. right? <clears throat> this would get people to think that, depending if they don't, if they lack the understanding of what a trickster spirit is, this could get people to think that that spirit was demonic, because a trickster spirit. Sometimes will trick you for the bad, but a trickster spirit will also teach you a lesson through the trick. Um, and multiple cultures talk about this. And yeah. sometimes that can get viewed as something demonic or something to stay away from. Well, that's because people be running away from their own shadow work. I don't necessarily think that makes that spirit demonic or of the devil. Now, again, I'm not saying that you can't go to the crossroads and conjure up the devil. However, you can go to the church and conjure up the devil. To be real, I mean, you can go to the far, you can go to the mountains. And we know that prophets used to go to the mountains to conjure to conjure up visions from God. But you can also go to the mountains and do the same thing. Um, I think it, 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 de- it depends on your intention. And it also depends on the downtrodden versus desperation. So we're not going to acknowledge the fact that our ancestors was going to the crossroads, killing cats, skinning them alive, <laughs> boiling them bones, yeah. uh, uh, dissecting the bones and shit. Okay, but and all be, human, so, all... Okay, all animal sacrifice is not even demonic, though. Let's not even go there. If you, any spirit that requires you to sacrifice a domesticated cat, I don't know if is that, if that's a, if, if that spirit is all benevolent. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it well, real. I don't know how okay, benevolent okay. is that spirit. Well, in Ooh. Exodus, they, in Exodus, they, exe- they executed, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, it's perfect. All right, go ahead, go ahead. In, in the book of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, they ex- publicly executed domesticated cows, domesticated bulls, domesticated roosters, domesticated doves, they, they, and that was in the name of the spirit you of the, the, the living God. You could conjure the devil in the church, so we just, <laughs> so you, you literally just said that you could I, conjure the devil in the church, so. But, but that doesn't right. mean that that's what that is. Okay. That doesn't mean that that is that way. That you can. Okay, here we go. Now, now, let me throw this at y'all. Here we go. Here we go. Now, now let me play this game. So we're going to say that a group of people 
a, a race of people whose a lot of their magic and their traditions that come from that that have evolved in America come from oppression. Let's be real. You mean to tell me that these same people y'all done took from Africa, forced them to be slaves, forced your same religions on them? You mean to tell me you don't think it was anybody who said, "Well, shit, what's up with the devil?" Then let me see what he got. You don't. You don't think it was anybody who said, "If y'all are giving me God to enslave me," like. maybe they went to the devil to fight back. I mean, I'm certain that happened. I'm that, certain that's something to think about. It is that's something to think about. We, we, All we, I'm we, saying we, is, I ain't working with the devil when I go. Okay, and I'm a I'm a frequent visitor <laughs> of the crossroads, and it's not. But it, but but again, I think that that kind of that goes back to what representation you have in your head before you even go, and because because we can you can also unknowingly work with energy that you don't that you don't know you're working with. I think that's when it goes from downtroddenness versus desperation. I don't think. And sometimes, and, I, and sometimes desperation. Our ancestors were desperate. Um, they were desperate for uh, freedom. They were desperate to live outside of an, a system of oppression. But I still don't think that every time our spirit, our ancestors or elders were talking about going to the crossroads, I do not believe that every single time they were speaking about using a demonic force to get things done. I just do not. Cause I've been trained better than that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I believe that too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not now, 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 come on now. Now that would be very biased. That's biased. <laughs> Chan. Not, come on. I'm not biased, but I am a realist and I am honest. And I, 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 I hear so many, I, let me tell you, you mean people telling me that the devil does not exist in hoodoo? Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> what you mean? I've seen, I've seen, it's a lot of devilish practitioners out there. What do you mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay. There are a well, lot of devilish practitioners. What do you mean? What do you Ooh. mean? Have you heard, have, do you know the work in hoodoo? Some of that shit only the devil would have told you to do. Like, no. I mean, that's, that's, so no that's so true. That's so true. It's not like, the, some of this stuff that we know how to do is like, baby, this, God did not, Jesus did not tell you <laughs> did not to do this. This did not come from G. Can we stop lying and just trying to keep it? Just stop the bullshit hoodoo people, Jesus hoodoo community. The tables. He had a little too. He had a little too. When y'all nailing nasty, rusty nails to dead animals and uh, uh, tongues, when y'all are born pets, that's not Jesus. That is not Jesus that told you to do that. Stop lying to yourself. You're not a Christian. Okay. You can be honest with yourself. Okay. Right? So, Okay, so 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 what you're saying is to walk the left hand path is to walk with demons. That's what you're trying to say. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that we need to acknowledge that not every fucked up thing that we do comes from Jesus and, and, and Jesus of the crossroads. We need to acknowledge that because our ancestors was very blunt. They were very blunt and said, "I went to the crossroads. I sold my soul to the devil. I was able to do root work like a motherfucker. I went to the crossroads. I sold my soul to the devil. I can play the guitar now." I went to the crossroads. Ah! I sold my soul to the devil. I got some money. Like they was honest and just kept it straight up. But we sitting over here like, well, it's an energy that could love you. And it is an energy that is interpreted <laughs> differently and depending upon your attention. The ancestors said, how he gave to like the it. devil. Y'all see how he gaslighted. Um, no, no, I'm keeping it real. The Sip Papa Sir is going to keep it 100. Now, 
let me tell you why I do agree with you. I agree with you on intention, right? Because I don't believe that everybody was going with a demonic intention. Fact. And I don't believe that every time you go to the crossroads, you're going to meet the devil. Fact. I believe that we are talking about a group of people who had a very restricted access of knowledge. And the only thing that was supernatural for a lot of them was the Bible. So the opposing yeah. force, the only thing that they could go to was the devil. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't believe, I believe that the crossroads, in my opinion, I believe any spirit can manifest at the crossroads because it's a portal. I believe that you're yeah. going to meet whoever you intending to meet when you go there. You know, I don't think that, Um, I think if your intention is to meet the devil, you're going to meet the damn devil. You know, um, but I still want to know who this man of the crossroads. <laughs> anyway, moving forward, move forward. All right, so real talk. Let's let's get on to um trickster spirits because that was something you you made a lot of good points. I think we made a lot of good points about that too, um, about trickster spirits. And I think that a lot of times trickster spirits get this very very negative connotation when they don't. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that it's a very necessary archetype. What would you say yes. to that? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Sometimes a trickster spirit. Now you do have demonic spirits that are also considered trickster spirits, right? But I, again, this goes back to a duality thing. I think there are some spirits who are mischievous, and they're mischievous, and their archetype is purposely to be mischievous so that you learn a lesson. Um, I know of parakeets of of specific spiritual deities that are. Um, that are that will trick you just to come back to reveal to you the truth, so you'll have a better understanding of perspective. And I think that when we speak of trickster spirits, we're like you said, we're only speaking of the negative connotation. But some of us are hard headed, and we will only learn by being mischieved, by 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 being deceived. Excuse me by a certain energy so that we can get out of our own ego. There's so many different stories, folk stories, potakids about that. Um, and I and I feel like even, dare say I say. It. Say it. No, say it. Because I feel like I know what you're going to say. Just say it. Say it. Let your spiritism come out. Show ah! it. Show your spiritism. If you, now, now, and you know, because me and you have had these deeper, and, and you know how I dare not go there because go so many there. people would not understand but even the spirit of God can be or approve of or send a trickster spirit. It's actually in the word. Hold, and so that. Even G- Hold that thought. Hold okay. that thought. Let me back okay. you up. Let me back you up. Let me back you up. Okay. Because I'm a spiritist. So right. you is too. He just don't want, he don't want to admit it to ah! you. He's a he's a closeted spiritist, y'all. He's in the closet. I'm trying to get him to come out, but he's a big one. Big one. Anyway, in the realm of spiritism, the higher spirits have charge over all of the ones under them. Absolutely. The higher spirits, the higher spirits don't do the dirty work on this earth. So sometimes they will send a trickster spirit to teach you a lesson. Trickster spirits are necessary. Even the highest. Yes. So when you, so it ain't always just God. 
because God don't. Right. I ain't even gonna get into God. Look, we shout out to God, <laughs> right? Because they're not going. They're not going. And they're not going to understand what I'm going. What I'm ready to say about God. I'm like, man, God ain't even. God, y'all, y'all think God really care about this? He anyway. Um, the <laughs> highest spirits. <laughs> The highest spirits are the ones a lot of times that will send these tricks of spirits to teach you a lesson because they don't come down to earth. They don't like earth. They don't even like the smell. So I'm they will, telling you, they, they don't come down. Like they will come to you in dream. <laughs> they will come to you in dream. Because you're on a higher plane, but they yes, but they don't like we was on, we was on, oh I I I seen my higher ed. No, baby. Yo, they don't you might know that that won't. That was the wind. So, so are you about to are you about to gag because we, you just got on me about being being a spiritist. But Alan Kardec, um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all right, shut up. Stated in in um one of his books, uh, one that that big one that you put me on. Yeah, he stated that God has no equal. Ooh, and that was just so powerful to me because we like to put God against the devil. To your, to your point, because you already know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going. Go with it. We we like Go. to say, you know, oh, God against the devil. God, it's not fuck. It's God. It's not God against the devil. The, the devil has nothing against God, God. God because God created all of this, but it's because we're viewing God as a as a person. It's a it, it's a person to us, but God is a force that even allows the devil to exist. And so, Alan Carter also talks about how, like you said, higher spirits. Even govern over lower, and so when we, when he talks about that, he talks about how lower spirits are sometimes charged with certain things. This is why the, the whole idea of the devil is important because it it offers a challenge for us to conquer on this in in this realm. It offers opposition. It offers growth through that opposition. So, like, so to what you're saying, I'm 100% hands down agree that these trickster spirits are needed because they teach us lessons that we would not otherwise learn. And so, I mean, that when you, then that, that's a spiritist way of thinking about it, especially because I'm quoting Alan Carter, child. But <laughs> <laughs> look, at you, look at you looking like a proud papa. I'm going to be like, I can't Bless believe I'm calling that white man. I call that white man. But listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. And, and, and seriously, this is what I when I what I bring up in my spiritism course that is not about Alan Kardec to me. I respect any author, I respect any creator, just like I respect and I love you because it takes so much time and so much effort to put anything on paper. Then it takes a whole nother effort to get it published. And I refuse to have anybody in my presence that has published work be disrespected because if you don't have anything published, don't say about anybody else that does because that's some hard ass shit. Whether it's good or bad, the effort alone it speaks volumes of the person. And for him Especially to even- Especially back then. Yes. And that type of field work that he did, like to go yeah. sit with a thousand and one different mediums and sit and just record the things that they were saying, how many yeah. of y'all gonna do that? You're not. So respect the man yeah. for what he did. <laughs> but we can remove Alan Carter from spiritism because he did not create that concept. That is that is something every, we, we that is everywhere. So I, even yeah. my class is not based so much on Alan Carter. I think that you it's necessary, but you don't have to be a spiritist and 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 be a uh, Alan Carlick scholar scholar at all. Like you don't, you right. really don't. You just have the right, right. is a person who communicates with spirits. And I think yeah. that back to what we were talking about with the man of the crossroads, right? 
we should open up, I think, a little bit more about like what he is good for, even though we might have opposing views on this. Right, but right, right. <laughs> let's speak from a personal aspect of this because some of you may very well consider Jesus the man of the crossroads for you, just like Chan. So, from mm. your personal experience, how has your man of the crossroads assisted and helped you? Well, the, the main types of workings that I go to the crossroads for now, this brings up another point that I'm gonna kind of shoot is that in, in through my school of thought and how I was taught, the man of the crossroads is not bound by the crossroads in, in that in that area. Now we can bring that up later. But um because of such, I work with the spirit of the crossroads in doing road openings, definitely road openings, and doing blockbuster work. And doing any kind of unhexing, anytime you want to leave something at a a place of 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 like convergence to leave it, um, that kind of work. Those are the three main areas. Um, and I'm also gonna say, <laughs> I know you disagree. I've also done protection work. One of the um, most popularly titled rituals, which is the fiery wall of protection. Um, it's, it's, it's been said so many times in the hoodoo tradition, but one of those rituals is going to the crossroads and, and, um, using different things to garnish a spirit of protection. Um, and so I would also say protection. I know we disagree on that one, but those are my big ones. Road opening, unhexing, um, uh, 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 block busting, um, and protection. I wish I could answer this from a personal perspective um, <laughs> the way I want to. I can't, though, because to be as honest as I can live, um, the spirit of the crossroads that is for me is not associated with hoodoo at all. So right. I've been very open about right. it. Like, I am a hoodoo practitioner, but this is not the only thing that I get that I'm into. And right. I'm private about the other stuff. Um, so I can't give too much of an opinion on my own personal experience with the hoodoo version of the man of the crossroads. What I can say is that from the relationship that I am building with him, it is a man. Um, and he's always materialized for me just as an older man. Mm -hmm. who doesn't want a lot from life. You know what I'm trying to say? Like material things don't mean much to him. He's always in some type of tattered clothes. Mm -hmm. I think many of mm -hmm. you have experienced him many times when you come to a crossroads and you come across a beggar and they ask you for some money. Um, I think he materializes in, in, into those people all the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot mm -hmm. of times after I have done work, for myself, and it was for like prosperity. I always run into a beggar at a crossroads, and I and it, I know it's a test, and I just give the money. Yes, I just give the money because I don't even care. Yes, cash. I'm a, I'm gonna be real with you. The last time, huh, this is a true story. The last time I I had an experience with them at the crossroads, um, I was coming from the gym, and is this is this guy? That every time I leave the gym, he always and then I go to the gym early in the morning. He be there early in the morning asking for money. And my, mm -hmm. I, I was like, you know what? Next time I see you, I'm going to give you some money. So I had um, 
something had happened that night and I ended up getting some cash. I never have cash. I never have cash. And um, I put it in my pocket and everything and it won't think too much about it. Um, I was walking past my altar that morning and I asked <laughs> my spirit, the, my man at the crossroads, I said, can I have some of your money? Cause I'm gonna give it to this man at the thing. And um, I took some of the money, right? I ended mm-hmm. up getting to the to the to the I ended up getting to the crossroads and I didn't have the money with me for some reason. And I went into my pocket and it was a $20 bill in there and I just handed it to him. Mm-hmm. And I heard my spirit say to me, You ain't giving me no my money. And I just laughed. <laughs> I just laughed. I just laughed. And when I got back home, I found his money and put it back. So the man of the crossroads is the hoodoo version of him is real. But yeah, oh, I just think yeah. that I, I think that he has materialized for us and you didn't even know it. So that's something that I teach in my, my, in my workshop. Um, I teach, we were talking about this earlier, that this is one of the spirits that can materialize in human form. Not all spirits can do that. Mm. Um, but this is one of those spirits that can materialize. And yes. I actually have had um, run-ins with the spirit. So there was this one crossroads that is in the country country. So those who don't know me, where I was raised, there is a huge plot of woods right in front of my house. I used to be in those woods as a, in the summertime as a child. Well, there was a crossroads literally at the end of the road that I grew up on. Um, I've come across the, 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 we say the beggar, but the, 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 I hate that term, but that's what it, it is. I've run to them there. <laughs> but there is a, that's what it is. But but there was another time, this freaked me out. There was a crossroads in the country that I work with even till this day. I drive by that crossroads every day on my way to work. And I normally throw change out. Those of us that you work with the crossroads, you know, you especially for crossroads that you work with, you'll throw change out to the spirit of the crossroads, whether you see them or not. Well, one time I went to to throw change. I went to go do it. And this man, this old man who was wearing the colors of the crossroads and everything. I, I teach those colors in my course. Y'all should take it. Um, he was wearing the colors and everything. This old man. He is out there picking up change. And I, he frightens me. And so I throw my change down really quick. And then I drive past real fast and I turn around and he's gone. There's, there's no car. He didn't come out of. And again, this is a rural world. And anybody who's been in the rural world, it goes for miles and you can see and there's nothing. There's like nothing there. And so again, he's just gone. Like just poof, be gone. And I'll never forget, I was talking to one of my homegirls who is initiated the Voodoo and she was like, you met Papa Legba, you met Papa. And I was like, well, you know, I don't practice that. But, you know, so I was like, I met my version um, of that spirit. And that was one of the times where uh, I, w- I went to one of my elders and seers and they had told me that the literal spirit of the crossroads told them that you work with me so much, but got frightened when I presented myself to you. Why is that? And that was what I was at a reading. And I was like, oh, snap. And that was confirmation that that was the spirit of the crossroads that mm-hmm. I had known it to be. But it frightened me. And I threw the money real quick and I drove off. It's a humble spirit. Is- yeah. He's always been humble. It's a humble spirit. And I think a lot of people don't understand that just because it's a trickster don't mean they can't be humble. You know what I'm trying to say? They're not for show-offy people. They're really not. Like, if you come to them, you either better come to them down on your luck or Mm -hmm. you better come to them with a gift. 
is they not just that's just how I've always interpreted, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with that because that's how that's what that spirit requires. This was, I mean, as always, I always think that any conversation with you is enlightening, and I think the come to Jesus moment here that I think I want the listener to take from this is that the spirit of the crossroads is real. I think that for us to put a to chain it to humans perspective would be disrespectful mm-hmm. I think that this spirit materializes in whatever form it needs to for either that community for that person for that religion mm-hmm. for that practice I think it is it mm-hmm. is a spirit that can materialize in many many different forms and however we translate him is just like you said based upon culture um, it's based upon region It's based upon a lot of different things And mm-hmm. I just was glad to be able to have this conversation With you to be able to share two different opinions um, We did share a lot of the same Thoughts on some certain things But I just I, I love when we can have Objective opinions of substance And we can gain something and we can learn something And yeah, I just want the listeners tonight to I'm not a person that pushes anyone To form a relationship with the spirit of the crossroads um, Because it can be a hot spirit too I say listen to your spirit And The spirit of the crossroads Is something that you just feel led to You see yourself walking there You might Mm -hmm. ride past an intersection And you just know that you have to come there Um, If you don't feel that it's okay Because I don't feel like you have to have a relationship With the man of the crossroads To be a dominant or prominent Hoodoo practitioner To be successful in this work I don't think so I think that it is a spirit that calls out to those of us who need him and for those of us who he wants. That's my mm-hmm. thought. Chan, your final words. I think that everything you said, I agree with, man. Um, in this, especially for the, the most part. Um, I would say that my final words is that when working with the spirit of the crossroads, we must be keenly aware of our intention and what cultural, regional, and theological representation we are working with. You all, this has been an amazing episode of the Who to Win Chill podcast. You can find Chan at Music 2, the number 2, Mystic, on Instagram. His information about his class will be posted there, so I suggest that you follow him so that you can be updated on that. Of course, my eight week course is on hoodooconjurework.com I want you all to sign up for that we are going to talk about the man of the crossroads as well as a, a plethora of other spirits it's an eight <laughs> week course take Chan's course and take mine take both That's yeah you know I think that we both offered you something um so again you know it's been an amazing night and thank you to everybody that did tune in and listen to us live tonight as always my people I just want to offer you all love peace protection Abundance. I'm gonna say abundance because we get ready to go into October. Y'all got school that's right. To buy. Okay. <laughs> Y'all got school clothes to buy. So I'm gonna say we're going into a, a period of abundance. Remember that your bloodline is divine. You come from the best of the best. Your ancestors love you. They're there for you. They're waiting on you. Your spirit guys love you and they're waiting to connect with you. So that's, that's why you right. need to take our that's why you need to take our classes so that's that you right. can invest in the best. All right. Anyway. <laughs> my people um may your hands be like the Midas touch may the things that you touch materialize in front of your faces if they were gold i send you all out in love peace prosperity most importantly protection and with that my people i release you into the atmosphere
Thanks for listening to the Who Do and Chill podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and let us know how much you enjoyed the show. As always, donations of love keep our podcast alive and give us the ability to enhance our content. Please use one of the donation links in the description to send a donation of love today. And we'll see you on the next episode of Who Do and Chill.